Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
Welcome to the Waterman Files. This is Dr. John Waterman coming to you from deep inside the castle. Stand by. Welcome to the Waterman Files, and uh, this is John Waterman. It's been a busy, busy week here in the office of the Waterman Files. What office we do have. Not very big, but it's there. I'm glad to be here. You know, last Monday, no show. The show before the last one we had before Eli, the one that we had <laughs> The one that we had uh, previously about the WebBot report, it wasn't recorded. There were two files in TalkShoe that showed up with no, well, the recordings were empty. I'm going to re-record that last WebBot report for the archives for you guys. It'll take me a couple hours, but I'm going to do that. It's been extremely busy. I'm glad you're here, though, and I want to welcome all the new listeners and all those that are listening live, and uh, I just want to give you an update what's going on, kind of uh, let you know what's happening. Some of you are and have read uh, the new news group's uh, articles that well, they put up about 40 to 50 articles a day. It's called Russia Insider. Russia Insider has been very busy uh, trying to promote news. Now, their focus lately, and of course since they started, was the propaganda war, right, about the lies. 
primarily centered around the attacks on, you know, trying to make a new boogeyman out of Putin. And they're doing a pretty good job uh, as far as being able to spend lots of money, billions, in fact. They just put up a a recent uh, uh, documentary that they aired in Australia, but wasn't aired here. I found it, though, and uh, I've... uh, I'm going to be putting it up for you. So, in the meantime, uh, out of the blue, not necessarily out of the blue because I did volunteer my time, um, the Waterman Files has been asked to uh, help with the audio production. In fact, actually kind of coordinate, well, coordinate the audio production and news production now of Russia Insider uh, in talking with them for enough few hours now and watching their news, watching these folks uh, do their news coverage, uh, they they are without a doubt not afraid to mention or talk about the truth. They will say it without blinking an eye, best that they know how, and report it. They're not getting um, poisoned by the Kool-Aid being offered out of Washington. So having read it for about five months to kind of see if that would stay, it did. Having contacted Russia Insider, uh, we're going to be influencing the Waterman Files, uh, we're going to be putting together uh, a, right at first a, a voluntary team. It's it's growing, so I I just ask that you pray and think about uh, uh, contributing. Let me know if you're interested. We're in a big way supporting this effort <laughs> in the fact that they have no audio, but they want to become a a a international news source, and they're uh, taking funds, sinking funds into putting people in the field to do reporting. They haven't uh, anything um, but pictures, photos, and uh, written and reposted news and op-ed articles and so forth. With the addition of this uh, new audio uh, venue that they're going to be launching that we're going to be helping them get done launches an entirely new uh, effort by Russia Insider. So it's been keeping me busy, and uh, we're in, uh, it's an international effort of citizen journalists trying to bring unbiased uh, news. And by that, how can you be unbiased? Well, I guess you'll have either a bias for or against Russia to start with, right? But it's absolutely, you know, uh, one of the most important things for us to consider is what, you know, is unbiased. In, In the venue of my discussions with them is, you know, what is unbiased? In fact, that's really important to them. They want articles written without having a predisposed uh, uh, stand except just the truth. That's all they want. 
So, you know, a lot of people know the truth, but they can't get their hands on it. They're doing a good job. They will be expanding the news to cover other venues uh, other than, you know, the geopolitical uh, center right now on their news is Russia, uh, Europe, and so forth. But that's expanding over the next, uh, I say, two months from now, you won't even see, they won't even look the same. So I just wanted to bring you the news on that. There are it's a, it's a news effort that has a little over 200 people working right now to get out, and uh, that's a big effort. They just ended their um, their first crowdfunding campaign, which was an overwhelming success. Uh, we're talking about people giving, you know, $10, $5, $2, $1, that kind of thing. Kind of reminds me of the Ron Paul days when he was raising money. And he was getting a lot of money, and none of it was big money. It was just ground crew. That's kind of what's going, gone on there. And and they still have a, a need for a monthly, you know, budget. Right now... Uh, they are talking to uh, expand that uh, investment. Platforms have just been launched uh, in the last week. I'm getting acquainted with it. It's, you know, for an old guy like me, on the latest high-tech interfaces for communications, uh, it's kind of overwhelming where you have meeting rooms and on all right on your computer – where you get messages, file transfers, talking, uh, video conferences, uh, chat rooms, assignments, schedules, projects. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like a virtual business. Well, it is a virtual business uh, office in the background. Very, very, um, very new to me. I mean, the most advanced I'd gotten so far was unseen, where we can chat, talk, send files, email, and that's been that kind of platform was is now plus more uh, is in the back office of Russia Insider. Just keep your eyes peeled because they're the ones that I'm getting a lot of info that I'm going to tell you tonight. And, you know, we just went through a broadcast on the, uh, uh, or, uh, yeah, broadcast on the uh, predictions of the uh, web bond. Right after that, I got a lot of information. And the information that uh, I got uh, was confirming a lot of the immediate data, like the price of, of meat. And there was a news source in Canada. Uh, I didn't get it recorded, but their recording wasn't near as impressive as seeing the prices in the video of a local television station in Canada reporting about the increase in the price of uh, of meat. They said over the last few months the price had increased 40% and was still going up. And I just saw an everyday steak. Now, you know, steaks never were cheap, but an everyday steak was $31 a pound. It just is 
beyond comprehension to me that, you know, kind of thing is occurring. But it's just started. Another thing that I did, I had another conversation with a broadcaster. Uh, She was mentioning that uh, uh, they have a... um, They're in Minnesota, and they have, you know, the headquarters basically up there for turkey production. Down in in, uh, Tyson headquarters down in Arkansas, that's chicken headquarters. It's probably still Tyson in Minnesota, but it's turkey. They said that there has been, I think they said, eight farms closed due to bird flu, shut down completely. It's their opinion that it was deliberate. And I go, well, you know, this bird flu does not cross over yet. It has to morph inside the vector. And a vector would be the, the chicken that gets sick as a vector. Because out of that, goes it goes to another one. So it vectors through that chicken to another one. But if it happens to morph and not be H. 5N2, which is just bird flu and only affects the birds. It doesn't make people die or sick. If all it does is is morph a little bit and becomes H5N1, then it becomes even more deadly than Ebola, and off to the races we go. So after thousands and thousands of birds get infected, uh, what do you think? But at the very least... They were saying that the bird flu is decimating the turkey population and is literally crashing right now as we speak. So I'm not expecting, now I know Thanksgiving's a long time off, but I'm not expecting to see cheap prices this fall. Now, uh, on on produce and so forth, now um, more than likely we won't see uh, turkey very cheap at all either. Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you this because you don't have to get freeze-dried meat, which we have. You can get meat now, pressure cook it, and can the stuff, folks, if you're wanting meat that bad. You can also freeze it. Uh, Canning just presents the opportunity for you not to have to freeze it or have to have, you know, the power to run the freezer, right? Probably a nice combination of the both. You know, having pre-cooked them and then freezing might be a a really good choice. But uh, that's one of the things tonight that we're going to talk about that's being confirmed as far as Prices of um, of uh, uh, our increases in food prices that we have in the WebBot report. Now, as we go along tonight, we're going to be talking about um, this type of thing, these kind of confirmations. But it's just basically incredible for me to tonight to listen to see. And what we want to do and what I want to do tonight is just basically cover general news headlines just to give you an idea, you know, where we're at. Now, many of you follow it pretty close. Some of you don't. Maybe 
this would be a good time for some of you to to get caught up. But you know, there is a um, an effort right now, or a um, um, <laughs> an attack by the FDA on uh, homeopathics coming into this country, but not just coming into the United States. This is an attack whether or not we even get the right to keep our homeopathics available to us. Don't be surprised if they start disappearing from the shelves at your at your health food store. I am expecting that to happen. I think this is going to be their first attack. Here's what's funny about it. Not funny, but, you know, interesting. The FDA says, oh, well, you know, uh, we don't detect any active ingredient in a homeopathic, so we don't care what you do, you know. In fact, I was taking care of uh, heart patients at a heart institute. In fact, the, the... the group, the support group at the Heart Institute began to send me lots of people because they couldn't control their problems either before or after they'd gone to the Institute and were getting support. And, of course, they were seeing each other in their support groups about their health. And I began to uh, use a certain line of homeopathics to help them. And it kept a lot of them out of the emergency room. And so that began to grow as the news came around. One of the doctors that uh, was taking care of one of them said they wanted to know why, what she was taking. And she, should, and she told her, and she says, well, it's in the, and she, of course, the doctor turned it over, right, and read it, okay. And what did she read? Well, it's kind of like a lot of homeopathics. It's mysterious to them, but (laughs) they go, digitalis? They don't understand, you know. It's digitalis? It's digit. You can't do this, too. And so, of course, the person I was taking care of, which was her patient, said, there's no active ingredients. So they actually took the product from her uh, and took a little bit of it to test it and found out, hey, there's no active ingredient. How can it help you? Well, who gives a rip if it just, you know, who gives a rip? If it helps, it helps, right? So her attack on the, you know, supplement thing ended because, there, hey, there is nothing in there, so big deal. So that's uh, uh, not what they say now. It's interesting that they aren't concerned because there wasn't anything that could do anything. You could swallow the whole bottle, blah, blah, blah. Now they're saying, oh, gosh, gosh, these things like digitalis and penicillium, which isn't penicillin, it's different, and it's a homeopathic of it, have supposedly put the red flag in front of the FDA and say, you can't put this stuff in here. Blah, blah, blah. So that's what's up. The attack's underway. One of the companies that produces these. And the the hearing's been passed. It's passed. I don't know what the result is. They don't either. But I'm not expecting good news. 
So why am I saying this? Is because the attack is underway. They are working soon to, you know, take this stuff away from us. And uh, if you have any favorite homeopathics, whether it be for allergies, uh, whatever, you better get a little bit of it. In in an in-house, out of the hot weather and out of the sunlight, you can expect these homeopathics to easily keep their potency uh, four or five years. Easy. So that's uh, a real good uh, thought to keep in mind. But these these attacks aren't ending with the FDA attacking. Uh, You know, Dr. Oz talks on the television and has this health show, and he's a regular doctor. Actually, um, Dr. Oz is the vice chairman and professor of surgery at Columbia University's College of Physicians. You know, he has a television show. He probably does more TV work than he does surgery. And, uh, You know, I'm not a fan of his. He's an allopath. You know, uh, you need a surgeon, you need a surgeon, right? Sometimes we get splattered all over the freeway. We need to be put together. Sometimes somebody pokes a knife in us and we need to be sewed back up, that kind of thing. But the reason that I'm mentioning him is because he's under attack. Or he got under attack. In fact, uh, in the media today, here's the headline, Monsanto... That should tell it all right there. Monsanto launches a smear campaign against Dr. Oz and against the World Health Organization. Now, I don't know if you know this, but you should you should be told anyway. Monsanto has slid in the back door in Ukraine and is paying Ukraine lots of money to gobble up all their farmland so they can put GMO uh, plants there. Now, why is Monsanto so um, active in attacking people? Because more and more people, and now Dr. Oz, including Dr. Oz, who's now had to get legal help, um, and, you know, being in the media, I'm sure his media support isn't going to be all that friendly because they're in bed with the very people that are supporting Monsanto, see. But, you know, activists for a long time have expressed their concern about this chemical, this weed killer called Roundup that Monsanto makes and the active ingredient that's in it, and that's called glyphosate. You, We've talked about this before. And we know that it's creating a, a cancer risk and a cancer problem, but there is more. It's more deep than that. It's more deeply rooted. The problem is very, very complex, but it's changing the way that our genetics, our genes behave and how they react to food and how you uh, use sugars and so forth and maybe the very thing that's causing our glut of obesity in America. And they've been, of course, using this for decades now. And so we've got us a couple of uh, generations alive now that have just, you know, don't even eat a lot, really. And they're just obese well they're finding out it's 
glyphosate because it's messing with the gene's ability to handle uh, this uh, thing called sugar and other ingredients, uh, carbohydrates, and rather than using it to burn, it stores it. And people then that have this, they begin to start also having extreme um, periods of of uh, exhaustion, and they can't <laughs> they can't seem to figure out why they're so tired. So the the attack is on. And uh, glyphosate, uh, glyphosate was created, by the way, in the in the 1970s. It wasn't, you know, it was used. Uh, and but you know, there's people that just have Roundup sitting in a little spray uh, container uh, that they got at Home Depot or something in their garage. They have no clue what's going on. No clue. But in this recent attack on Dr. Oz. Even his position at the faculty at the Columbia University is under attack. <laughs> There's been 10 doctors at that college, that school, that university, that are asking that his position be terminated. Oh, wouldn't that be just great? Wouldn't they just love to take over his position? That just means a pay raise, folks. There's the payoff in the back room, sure, um, I can imagine, especially at Columbia. Uh, there are schools in even agriculture where there have been people that I knew that went to, like, the universities and taught how to do this kind of farming without having to use this spray. And it was a successful I saw it happen. It took three years. I saw the results myself. And it was a, 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 a great success only to have Monsanto, several others too, go into the ag department at that university and say, we've been supporting your agricultural program. Of course, guess what they said? And if you continue to you know, promote chemical-free agriculture will will pull your funding now what does that mean that means that uh, they cave in it means people don't you know wait for it to uh, uh, move and change into a different support mechanism they just uh, the the faculty just get scared to death and of course the the administration is not faculty folks there's there's two pockets Three, at a, at a, any uh, educational organ, you have the, the the administration, which is separate from the faculty, and then you have staff. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> the faculty, oftentimes, is extremely divided, but the administration is the one that's bought off. Their requirement is to toe the line, meet the agenda of their sponsors. So that's why they make sure that who they hire as far as a an academic, you know, a a professor, a teacher, whatever, 
meets the agenda's goals by having a philosophy that's compatible with it. So that's why you have so many of those kind of mindsets that are so uh, big government-oriented and and, and uh, sponsored by these big organizations so deeply involved in academia. Now, there is a time, though, when they can't find that mindset for a particular project that they have to launch because it's required. And that's why, actually, they hired me once. Uh, they had a honors program they were launching, and they had nobody qualified. They could find nobody to to teach in it. And so they hired me as a professor over this honors program at the university. And so I had them right where I wanted them, and I took advantage of it. And I was expecting, actually, to be kicked out, but I wasn't. I found myself crossways of a lot of them. In fact, I found out the one in the science department, one of them had been a graduate of the Air Force Academy and had this very mysterious way about him. And, uh, yep, come to find out he was one of those compromised government guys sitting in there in the academic world trying to, you know, forward the agenda. I even ran into one lady, National Organization for Women type, that's, uh, you know, the (laughs) kind that Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dawn would have been proud of you know, out of Chicago that were robbing banks and murdering people. But uh, they uh, they kept me there. <laughs> but Monsanto's rapidly approaching that kind of viv, uh, venue and group that is, you know, trying to get rid of glyphosate. But you know what? This all goes back to the fact that, you know, the talks... Now, what? let's back up and let me put it this way. If Putin is not allowing Monsanto <laughs> to exist in Russia, okay? Now, I, I, you know, I already know you know where that all could go. But if... Putin isn't allowing that to happen. And, uh, uh, you know, he's Putin talks agriculture. He is confirming EU food import ban as here to stay. Why do you think the EU is banning the import of Russia's food? Well, guess why? Because there has to be a replacement for Russia non-Monsanto crops. Now, you do know that the majority of the crops that we're talking about here are row crops. We're not talking about your tomatoes. Tomatoes, you know, wouldn't be a row crop. They're not considered a row crop. Yeah, they grow them in rows, and it's a lot of effort. But I'm talking about the big row crops, the milo, the wheat, the corn by, oh my gosh, you know, corn and corn and corn. All GMO stuff. Now they're going to be making, you know, genetically modified carrots and genetically modified 
potatoes. This is scary stuff, folks. So if Putin, which isn't cooperating with Monsanto, isn't going to be allowing that stupid chemical-based and poisonous group of uh, idiots do anything in, <laughs> in Russia, well, guess what they've just done? Of course, they've bought up all of Ukraine's farmland so they can Monsanto it to death. Now, I don't know if you really understand how extremely large Ukraine is. This is not a small area. It's a good size. I mean, it's like, it's good enough to, it's big enough to feed Europe. I mean, it's that big. The farmland is, is it's really good farmland. And so what's happening is they're banning Russia's imports. Guess why? So that food production for Europe can shift from Russia to Ukraine. And to support that entire effort, you know, it takes a lot of money, tons and tons of money. But hey, they aren't lacking tons and tons of money because the EU in uh, yesterday's news, which is today's news here, in uh, this uh, English uh, translation or English site for one of the Russian news sites, which I'm going to put in chat, is telling the story about what's going on with the Ukraine. And here's what it says. Let me get it up here. EU transfers... $267 million of financial aid to Ukraine. It says here the European Commission transferred on Tuesday 250 million euros, and that's $267 million, to Ukraine as the past, as the last part of their 610 over a half billion euro financial assistance <laughs> operation for the country. It says here that the objective is to address Ukraine's urgent financial needs. How about to fund all the all the buildup of military and support, of course, and protect all those food fields that Monsanto has now been planting. It's huge. Now, <clears throat> there's going to be a second operation. And the second operation is not going to be a half a billion. It's going to be one billion of euros uh, that's already been. So, a third operation of $1.8 In other words, folks, tons and tons and tons and tons of money is being poured in to support this effort of keeping uh, the Ukraine land under despots' control for their agenda. It's incredible. 
Absolutely credible. So $1.8 billion in financial aid for the Ukraine is, is basically the total amount. <laughs> they still have a budget deficit. Well, they're going to have a budget deficit while they've got people like Vice President Biden's son running the gas deals in Ukraine while they have other oligarchs going in there. And of course, of late, they continue to slam dunk and make look bad Putin. So I'm going to publish something that the Waterman files. That's a video. I put it in the chat, by the way. The video is basically about the um, uh, hit a hit piece that came out on Putin and Putin's Russia. It it was first aired, by the way, just in the day last day or so in Australia, and going to the link to that that site where it was originally, uh, it says sorry you can't access this outside of Australia, so they didn't want it to be aired in America. But it's and YouTube and it's just flat out hit piece <laughs> about this Jewess who has a disgusting attitude. She acts like she has all kinds of authority. Uh, it's a housewife that just did research about Putin and how bad he is. <laughs> In the meantime, uh what what do you do with the mob? Do you play footsies with them? Do you say, please don't do that? Or do you punch them in the nose? Well, here's the problem. Putin went in the 90s when the transition occurred. Oligarchs that had developed control or had garnered the control of most of the resources and wealth of Russia, and by that I mean you know, their economic uh, powerhouse of, of agriculture, natural resources like gas, oil, so forth. That all came from, uh, say, for example, one of them was a bank, uh, the head of a bank in Russia before the fall, who then continued afterwards and used it to personally support his effort to take over one of the industries. Yes, he was Jewish. He got kicked out, upset, of course, extremely upset. When did he get kicked out? When Putin was starting to take over, as he began to move into the position of, you know, basically being taken over. And and this all came about because there were two groups fighting over the control of Russia the nation in the early 90s when it fell. There was um, the Western source trying to take it over, okay, which would have made it friendly to the U.S. and allow them to, of course, uh, invoke and conduct uh, business as they saw fit with Russia, right? Well, really all that mounts to is the people in charge of our uh, affairs and uh, our government today would be put in place of that, and we're no we're no better off because all they're doing is stealing from us. They just wanted to steal from the Russian people. 
Well, that group was at odds against a very strong nationalist group within Russia coming from the people. And uh, Putin was identified as the compromise. He was supposedly the guy that they wanted to put in because he was kind of in the middle. Well, he kept his mouth shut and come to find out he wasn't so in the middle after all. (laughs) He was 100% on the side of the people. And when America's America's uh, or oligarchs in Russia that had taken control that were, of course, friendly with the banking establishment called the Fed and the uh, currency, reserve currency of the world called the dollar, uh, lost control. They have been miffed for about what now? Well, at the late, let's say the late 90s. So what? What would that be? Uh, 15 to 17 years. They've been really upset. And just like Andrew Jackson found out, who killed the bank, they're tenacious. And they have unified and unified and unified uh, their efforts to continue to bang on them. And so they do. And so they are. And so they do their hit pieces, and they continue to pull all the stops out in every face, at every corner, just to start this war so they can basically just take over um, uh, the the, uh, wealth of the Russian uh, people. So the European Central Bank is uh, not really all that scared now that they think they have more control over Euro, uh, I mean, uh, Ukraine. And uh, so uh, what's happening, and uh, right in line with the WebBot report, we heard that, yes, Greece was going to go ahead and look like they were going to cooperate with them and everything, but then at the very end, getting close to May and into May, that Greece was going to pivot and that they were going to kind of, so to speak, turn and bite the hand that feeds them, everybody would say. And so they have. It looks like here at Zero Hedge, that's exactly what's happening. And now we're going to be having the fallout and the fuse is lit for uh, what probably will be an excuse for high inflationary rates. And like Ron Paul recently said, none of us really know what it's like to have a collapse of money systems. We really haven't been through it. But he said, I do know one thing. Prices are going to inflate. And, and, and when he's asked, well, golly, golly, you know, who's going to be hurt? He said, basically, we're all going to be hurt. All of us will be hurt. The thing, then, is not how much gold you have because you have to convert it into something you can use or how much silver you can have because you've got to convert it. Is if you've got gold and silver invested in some dirt, folks, I'm being, I'm being as frank as I know how. Get your dirt. You know, I've been talking to some folks and way down in the southern tips of uh, 
of uh, Texas. And the web bot said that those people, like in Texas and way over there in southern um, Arizona and southern California, uh, are going to be migrating north. Now, California, more than just the southern tip, will be migrating. But where the ones on the border, most of, a lot of them will be going is south into Mexico. Why? Because, well, first of all, that may be where they're from. They can navigate the culture. They can speak the language even. And so the web bot was saying that many of them are going to migrate from the problems and economic woes that are now uh, coming rapidly upon us in those regions, and for various reasons, and we already went over that, into Mexico. But many that, of course, don't like that, like uh, in the higher um, north of Houston, in the central north area, they're going to be migrating north, you know, like way up into as far as Kansas. Why? Because it's a mess. It's it's a flight that they're going to take. So a lot of people, you know, what do we do with our with our gold and our silver? Well, it'll be okay to have for a while. But I can tell you right now, if you ever had gold and silver in today's world, where everybody is brain dead, that's you know a realtor is brain dead. They are just flat brain dead people. If you walked up and said, I've got a lot of gold and I'd like to buy some land, they'd look at you like you were a drug dealer or a terrorist, right? So the gold isn't going to help. It's not really going to be that helpful to have. And so they, the best thing to do is to take it while you can, convert it into something, and put the stuff into dirt. Now, why do I say dirt? Well, for one thing, it doesn't disappear. If it disappeared, we'll make a lot more money because we can sell tickets to the show. (laughs) Yeah, if it, uh, you know, disappears to the center of the earth or go to space, you can start selling tickets to see the show. But that's why it's important. Now, the only thing you have to be careful about is you've got clear title. And you just make really sure that the title company knows that if they don't give you something that's good, you'll have their neck. That's all you have to say. <laughs> now, that means then you have, like somebody said in the chat, there you got to have a way to keep it. Well, yeah, you do. And since you're stuck to this planet somewhere because of gravity... Are they going to run you off from the planet? They're going to try and move you around unless they try and kill you. Well, if they're going to try and kill you, then it's time to start staking a stand, right? And then there's no better place to take the stand than on your own property. We can always find a problem. Well, maybe gravity goes away. Okay, well, then I'll just say give up and go home next You know, pull the grenade pin and say, next? What's next? But I have more confidence in owning something that has substance uh, that can't go away. Now, you might say, well, what good is dirt? You can lay your head on it and sleep, hopefully. Now, will they fight for you? Yeah, it's happened before. 
They've, you know, all across Europe and all the wars, people have lost their lands, they've lost their homes, they've lost everything. And that's the way it is. It's just time to figure out how you're going to survive what's coming. Remember, gold and silver is tradable when gold and silver is tradable. When it's not, what are you going to do with it? If you can't trade food, you can eat it. When you can't sell or get money for land, you can sleep on it. So if you've got land and food and maybe some friends with guns, you'll be safe. (laughs) So being in the area of like-minded people nearby that can support this kind of approach to my land, my place, go away, well, that's where I'd go. That's exactly where I would go. And folks, I wouldn't go anywhere, especially now that I'm beginning to see the web bot as being more accurate all the time. I wouldn't go to California. I wouldn't go to Arizona, Utah, parts of Colorado. I wouldn't go to Texas. I love Texas. I like tech. I like the people. Well, I like some of the people. I don't like the foreigners. I don't like the Mexa Texans. <laughs> I like the Texans. I like the gritty, self-assured, independent Republic of Texas people. That's who I like. But sometimes even that's under jeopardy when the earth gets attacked by, guess what, earth changes. So I wouldn't be looking to go there. Well, we're about ready to wrap up this hour, and I'm just getting started. One of the things that we're going to talk, we're going to be talking about is just exactly, and I'm going to be playing some audios for you in the next hour, but how does this all fit in with Jade Helm? Is Jade Helm real? Is this exercise real? Does it exist? Now, you're going to have your advocates that constantly lie, that constantly. If it's not Bill Deagle who has some urgent message from his psychopathic character, we're going to have this and it's going to be, and you know, it's an emergency now. Uh, And him and, uh, gosh, Steve Quayle, the Hagman and the Hagman, (laughs) All of them lying. In fact, the Hagmans were raising money. I was discussing this uh, over the weekend, or no, this week, when the Hagmans were raising money about him being attacked. He never was attacked. And they raised all this money and put it in their pocket while Steve Quayle was telling how bad it was. Now he's saying, well, Jade means China and Helm means this. If you're the at the helm of a ship, you're in control of it. So who's in control of this operation that they're having? It's going to be the Chinese that are in control. Brother. Really? Are we that stupid? We're going to cover that in the next hour, though. Does that mean that it's true? 
Well, no, it doesn't mean the Chinese are involved, but does that make it a threat? It could be a threat, and we're going to go over that. It does, But we've got to start with, is it actually an operation and does it exist? Well, I'm going to play a, an audio straight from the horse's mouth for you so you can hear what's going on. So anyway, it seems a little coincidental that the retaliation for Greece for Russia, supposedly independent European Central Bank that says, oh, we don't have any positions and agendas, has decided suddenly, <laughs> after dishing out about 74 billion euros of liquidity to the Greek National Bank, is uh, now scolding them <laughs> and is, of course, upset because Greek or the Greece is leaving the banks hard-pressed to survive because they are now in the pivot mood toward independence and less control by the John Perkins' uh, idea of economic hitmen taking over Greece. So according to Bloomberg, which we can't trust, you know, the ECB staff is uh, laying out uh, three options to reduce the risk, by the way. And what risk is that? That <laughs> Greece leaves <laughs> and that they want to have some kind of orderly default. Folks, it's just that fragile. Greek Greece is this little bitty country with less of a of a, a budget than Walmart, and yet they're causing European Central Bank trouble. That's right. That's how fragile we are. It's not whether or not this is a lot. It's not whether this nation is big and has a big economy. It's how bad the system is that just one small Greek bond group that's going to leave their assets untouchable or keep their assets untouchable from the European banks, now they are scared to death. It's one of those kind of things where <laughs> uh, the banks walk up to their own ATMs to get money and look at the screen, and, and basically they just see the national leader of Greece in a photograph on the screen of the ATM they're going to pull their money from, which is their bank, with Greece flipping the bird at them in the screen. <laughs> in other words, the ECB, the European Central Bank, is going to get a good haircut, folks, and it's going to start a trickle effect. And like we've been talking about in the past, it's ready already here. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, what we're going to do now, folks, is we're going to take another break, and I uh, want you to stay tuned because we've got more we're going to be talking about Walmart. We're going to be talking about uh, 
uh, Jade Helm, and we're going to be talking about the Chinese threat and what's going on. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to the Waterman Files. We've been talking about the news, what's in the news. We were talking about how the news was predicted by the WebBot. I'm looking at an article right now, and uh, it's basically uh, a little troubling, basically. It's at the freebeacon.com, and the title of the article is Iranian Warships Arrive Near Yemen. A fleet of Iranian warships arrived near the uh, southern coast of Yemen. Very interesting to me that they're, that's the case. And uh, with that kind of a problem, and I had some kind of sound distracting me, with that kind of a problem looming on the horizon with this fleet of Iranian warships, what are they doing? Well, they're, they're saying, hey, the Arabs are attacking, okay? We want them to stop. Why are the Arabs attacking? Because they're in league with the oligarchs of America, the banking system. And uh, business as usual isn't uh, occurring the way that the banks actually like it, and uh, so they don't have control over the new prince that took over Saudi Arabia and so forth. And so now we have a problem with uh, Yemen. Yemen is the focus of this Iranian flotilla. And so, of course, the United States is there. And we're probably setting on a powder keg there too, folks. Now, while all this is going on, supposedly they're going to probe or Congress is going to probe this thing called sex parties. (laughs) The very people that are having the sex parties are going to investigate the sex parties. And now, apparently these sex parties are in exchange for leaks of information. Now, as the probe gets to go along or gets going, most of the more powerful congressmen are going to pull you know their uh, power buttons out and push them so they stay in power that's all there is to it and as they of course stay in power there's going to have to be somebody that takes the rap always has to be somebody somebody has to They always have to take the rap. And uh, the person, apparently, that's uh, going to be taking the rap this time is going to be the DEA chief, and uh, they're expected to step down. Yes, the Drug Enforcement Administration, it says here, uh, a U.S. congressional panel will examine whether or not the federal drug and Enforcement administration agents divulge secrets at sex parties that Colombian drug lords may have staged to elicit sensitive information. (laughs) K. 
Can you say Hillary? Can you say Clinton? Can you say we can't have this happen because, golly, she's running for president? And for your information, and I don't think I have to tell you, because if you visit the Waterman files, you've got all the information you need right there. And what I'm talking about is the information that uh, uh, I posted about the Clintons. There's two videos that is literally worth your time, but you're going to, let me tell you what, there's no highs and lows, it's just, Information after information after information after information. So you you know you two or three hours of videos there. You might want to take them in hour blocks because it's just overwhelming. It's extremely depressing. It's a revelation into the fraud and the fact that the Clintons are just flat criminals and have been fined. They have been charged. They they've been. Uh, they've had to pay back, you know, stuff. There are people in jail. There are people that are murdered, and it goes way beyond Vince Foster, folks. They have people that were to testify, and they were talking about the testimony and some of the ordeals that the Clintons have been in. And one person was asking the question. One of the Senate hearing people said, have you ever seen, sir, of a prosecutor that you ever seen a situation where more testimony has dismissed, gone missing, uh, didn't show up, and here's what happened. Many of them left the country, many of them ended up dead, and the guy said yes, and he says, you got to be kidding. What? Investigate the mob in New York. We had this kind of... The Clintons are a joke, a laughingstock of Americans' stupidity. But it's not just our stupidity, folks. It's the people don't understand what has been taken away from them, and that's their voting right. There's no real votes anymore. It's all contrived. It's a farce. Hillary Clinton when she was in the State Department, was extremely deeply involved in trying to overthrow again some of the Central American governments like Honduras and Nicaragua to put in place people, particularly Honduras, that she could cooperate with and they could re- or resurrect, I should say, what was called the Enterprise. Now, what was that? The Enterprise was the MENA connection, the drugs for guns thing, and how the Clintons made so much money, how so many people like even the Bushes made money because they were involved too. All of that is together, folks. All of it con- continues to be a problem. And that's what's at stake with Hillary in place. You have to take time to watch these two videos and before they disappear, because I just take them from YouTube where I was able to find them and get them, 
and put them up. And YouTube, of course, gets hit and get well. They are part of the problem, and they uh, take them down. Just like the video that uh, I'll be putting up about the hit piece on on Putin will probably come down. But I'm going to probably take those all down. And every time I've ever tried to reload them, like up on Vimeo, Vimeo says, "Oh, oh, these are." copyrighted you can't load these up so i get real disgusted so that's why i put them in box and then i put the box on the waterman files now box doesn't like oh you can't do copyrighted material but this is publicly viewed stuff and even though it's quote copyrighted news i put it up anyway But anyway, that's what's uh, that's what's going on with the Clintons, and we won't dwell much more <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, this video, though, about uh, uh, Clinton, the attack on Clinton, will be up uh, today. There's an article up that I I've got to talk about. Another one in the news, and uh, I don't know if you have something called a news aggregator. I do. And it goes out to like, I don't know, about 40 places and gathers the news. I look at the headlines. I pull down what I want to look at and read. I don't even have time to just barely sometimes read the headlines myself. And I think you've probably uh, uh, become familiar with one of these uh, websites I'm going to get some news from. It's called the Daily Sheeple, the dailysheeple.com. Daily Sheeple is is a pretty... It's got some a good source of articles. Um, and uh, Blacklisted News is one of those sites. I have a private aggregator on my browser. Some sites, some places, uh, are news aggregator websites. In other words, they aggregate the news and they put them up on their website. Blacklisted News is one of those websites. That's one of those places that pulls it up. But if you click on the source right at the top of their page on their articles, you can get to the original article. So at Blacklisted News, there was sourced the Daily Sheeple for an article that says 100 years of taxation. The chart shows how out of control the IRS has gotten. It's unbelievable how long the IRS has been operating. Folks, the IRS takes your money. You know where that money goes? It goes straight to the Federal Reserve. It goes to the central bank. It does not go to the budget. It doesn't. But let me give you this information on this chart. It's uh, uh, from an organization called ATR.org, which stands for Americans for Tax Reform. Listen to this. In 1913, the top tax bracket was 7%. That's what you had to pay. Today, the top top tax bracket is 39.6%. Folks, here's how it works. If 7% was a good enough percentage to run things on before for that group, and it was enough tax to operate. Why did it have to be increased? <laughs> Why do we have to now be six times that much? Why? 
See, because as inflation goes up, the income goes up, so 7% of more income is the, is the same ratio. It's because they expand and expand and expand. Oh, we have to have more government to watch out over the illegals. Well, tuck tax their butts then. It's just like the cyber world has now just been transferred over to Homeland Security, and they're not even equipped to do it right. We have the NSA. We have all these agencies that are better equipped to do it if we wanted to assume they were working for our best interest. But do you know why they moved it to Homeland Security? Because the Jews are not in charge of the entire work of NSA. They're not in charge of the FBI entirely. And so they moved it to the Homeland Security, which is a creation of the Israeli state. That's what it's from. The tax range even changed. In 1913, the tax range was 1% to 7%. Now the minimum is 10, the highest is 39. The top bracket threshold. In other words, after you made in 1913 after you made 11,008 11.8 million dollars, then you got taxed their highest tax bracket of 7%. Today it's 464,800. Well, for people that can make that kind of money, they have to pay a third of that in taxes and more now. The total tax revenues is gone from 16.9 billion in 1913 to 3 over 3,000 trillion 3,000 trillion. Do you know what that is? Let's say it another way. Tax revenues, three quadrillion. The family standard deduction, meaning how much would you take off for the standard family before you had to pay tax? In 1913, it was $94,000. How many of you think made $94,837 in 1913? How many of you think made that much? In other words, how much is the standard deduction? How much did they, you know, they can take this off and then pay tax on the rest? <laughs> In other words, folks, most of America didn't pay tax, but they still had to pill, pill, fill the form out, right? In 2013, even though the price of everything went up and the percentage of everything went up, the deduction for our families 12600 The total number of 1040s filed in 1913 was 358,000. In 2015, it's 146 million. It was bad enough that the code in 1913 was 400 pages. But today... 73,954 pages of code. Folks, how in the hell are we supposed to even know how to fill out our taxes?
we don't. You remember the time I keep telling you about called Tax Freedom Day? Tax Freedom Day. Tax Freedom Day is the day when the nation as a whole has earned enough money to pay for all of its total tax bill for the year. Americans are going to pay $3.3 trillion in federal taxes, $1.5 trillion in state and local taxes for a total of $4.08 trillion. Do you know how much that represents in the entire of of the income of all of us put together? Do you know what that represents? It's 31%. You mean to tell me that after they tax my bread and tax me when I sell and tax when I do this and tax when I get my gas, tax when I get my tax, tax when I get this and when I get done I've paid the government 31%, and they're not doing any damn better than this. They ought to be fired. Of course, Tax Freedom Day is going to be later than it was last year, which, of course, is going to boost the tax revenue. Now, if you include annual federal borrowing, which represents future taxes owed. It's even another two weeks out how long it would be before we even clear the budget. We're talking, remember, about that time when I said seven months out of the year was all it took to work, the rest was yours? They're stealing it now. They're taking those days away. And as they do that, we don't have enough to make our ends meet. What happens then is we go broke. We, the producers, go broke. We are going broke. They are breaking us. And we sit here and take it. It's our money we're giving to them. It's us that says we should be paying taxes. Oh, no, it's not. It's Admiralty Law that made this up. It's just like the state police now are taking teenagers away from parents just because the parents left home. If you have a 19-year-old, okay, that's a teenager, who can leave home and go to school on their own in college, is a teenager, okay? There's a new Illinois law threatening parents who leave their children at home that are teenagers. <laughs> well, not only do you have to stay at home, you have to work. You have to be out to work. How do you do that when you stay at home? In the meantime, it's important to know, for you to know, that the New York Federal Reserve is moving its offices out of New York 
to Chicago. Now, doesn't that sound strange? The New York Fed, let me say it one more time, is moving to Chicago. Why? Because their official word from them is because of disaster, a disaster threat. They're currently already staff members from the Fed, the New York Fed in Chicago right now. You know, you go, well, why would Chicago be, you know, um, any better? Because they're afraid. That's what it is. And, of course, they've got a friend. They've got Rahm Emanuel that the Black House put in the office up there in Chicago so that all this kind of thing can be worked together. It's disgusting. Now, while that's all going on, they've take, taken the tape off the doors at Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado, and they've been moving in there. Yep. Incredible, huh? You just kind of got to wonder what's going on. So in light of all that kind of thought and all this news, you know, you kind of wonder, is it really, is there really such a thing as Jade Helm? Let's talk about that for a second. Jade Helm, it's an, it's an operation that is uh, supposed to be putting several states They've reported, it's been reported that uh, as many as 30, but 15 have uh, were originally planned to be involved in a two-month-long operation, a two-month-long training exercise for the military. Now, why aren't they doing it on somebody's base? They are doing it in the United States within the venues of the public sector. Plans are to go about the, the towns night when you're sleeping and see if they can go undetected. Do you know the militias used to train this way? And if they can't do this already, then they're stupid. They're more stupid than Simpson. What can I say? They could take some lessons from a hubcap stealer. So is Jade Helm real? I want you to listen to this audio. While the military, and he'll identify himself and where he's from, tells you exactly what's going on. And by the way, there's something I want to tell you before I go too much further. The state, you know, there's lots of news about this operation, this military training exercise. And apparently some people are getting a little, you know, woo, getting a little concerned about it. And guess what? Colorado, who was supposed to be involved in it, has bowed out. They don't want to have anything to do with it. Yes, it's a real operation. Let me play this audio for you of the military talking to a group who's wanting to get permission from the from the authorities, the civilian authorities, to be in their area. Here it is. I just want to bring greetings from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and uh, Lieutenant General Charles Cleveland, commander of United States Army Special Operations Command uh, at Fort Bragg. Uh, 
My name is Tom Mead. I'm a retired 20-year veteran of uh, United States Army Special Forces, also known as the Green Berets. With me today I have J.R. Okendo, who spent 23 years in Special Operations. We actually served together in Afghanistan uh, together. We have the distinct uh, privilege of being able to give back to the force still. Um, today, um, we're, we're here to uh, discuss an exercise and um, the purpose for, for us being here today is we're seeking written uh, invitation and approval from local officials uh, to be able to conduct a realistic military training exercise within Brasses County. Um, the exercise will take place between July and September uh, of this year. Just to go into a little bit and just explain what realistic military training is, the bottom line is realistic military training is any training that's conducted off of a military installation such as Fort Hood or Fort Bliss. Um, what it does, uh, U.S. SOCOM Special Operations Command at, uh, Tam in Tampa, Florida, commanded by General Votel, uh, has put a process in place for us to ensure that we're doing the proper coordination between the Department of Defense and the local governments that we're going to be there and that they know that we're conducting activities in their, in their backyard. Um, within the process, one of the biggest things is obviously the letter of invitation from local officials, from the county commissioners. Um, also, we coordinate very closely with all of our law enforcement folks. We've already met with the state DPS. Yesterday I had the privilege of meeting with the sheriff and the chief deputy and explaining the exercise in thorough depth with them. Uh, so they are aware of the exercise that's going on. Um, and then also we do a um, uh, licensing agreement with everything that we do. So if we're on property, we do uh, a licensing agreement with those that allows us to use those products uh, in that fact. Within Brasses County, the um, activities that will occur will all occur at the Teeks facility and the Riverside campus. That's what we have currently planned for uh, Brasses County. Um, so in the big scope of the thing, this is one pinpoint um, or two small pinpoints in a larger exercise. The exercise is actually an eight-week exercise taking place across seven states. As you can see up there, uh, it, it spans the whole southwest of the United States. We've also added Mississippi, and we have a group also working out of Florida. Um, what it's going to do for us, it's a SOCOM-sponsored exercise with Special Forces actually executing it and Army Special Operations bringing it all together. Um, and it, what it's going to do is going to provide, in a bigger scope of thing, it's going to provide the capability to conduct unconventional warfare across the globe. Um, to put unconventional warfare into a perspective, you, you see it a couple different places up there, unconventional warfare, and I'll explain that from a historical perspective. So um, conventional warfare is troops on troops, tanks on tanks, uniform enemy against uniform en enemy is the way conventional warfare is, is generally defined. Unconventional warfare, from a historical perspective, if you think of World War II, Germany came in and they took over France. The French did not want them there. They formed the French underground. The French underground conducted activities such as subversion and sabotage. 
they would hit logistics lines to uh, to to demoralize the the um, Germans. So, what a lot of folks don't know is there were American advisors with the French underground throughout World War II, assisting them in planning and conducting those types of activities. Since 1952, the United States Army Special Forces has had the charter to conduct unconventional warfare throughout the globe. The last 15 years, we have been in Afghanistan and Iraq. We've been doing more of a counterinsurgency role rather than being able to enable an insurgency across the globe. So therefore, what we're doing is we're bringing these guys back and we're, we're dusting off the skills that they already have because every, every Green Beret learns unconventional warfare when he leaves the qualification course. He knows it inside and out. A lot of these guys haven't practiced it in the last few years. So we're bringing those skills back to the forefront for them. The activities that are going to occur in Brazos County will occur between August 15th and August 21st. The, the actual length of the exercise goes from about July 15th until September 11th. We'll end on September 11th and head back to home station. Who's gonna be participating in this? Here in this area, in Brasses County, we'll have Army Green Berets. Army Green Berets will be doing those pinpoint operations out there at Teaks and Riverside. We'll have Navy SEALs who will be doing, conducting targets and training down in the Mississippi area. The Air Force Special Operations will be flying uh, specialized missions for us. The Marine Special Operators will be jumping into Camp Bullets doing reconnaissance in preparation to receive the 82nd Airborne Division on a large-scale uh, uh, airfield seizure on Camp Bullets, Bullets itself. As you can see from the exercise locations within Texas itself, uh, we are covering a very large area, all the way from Caddo Lake, all the way out to Sierra Blanca, uh, and as far north as uh, Big Spring and as far south as Goliad. So we're kind of filling the whole state, but those are very small pinpoint things. In each one of those locations, there'll be no more than about 60 folks that will be there in, in those locations. Here, particularly in Brasses County, as I said before, they'll be at Riverside and they'll be at the Teeks Fire Field. Why did we choose Texas? Number one, we've done exercises within Texas. We've been doing them here in Texas for years. Uh, the, the, uh, one of the things that we have always found about coming to Texas, and I know JR and I, 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 if you count all the mileage that he and I have done, we've probably traveled back and forth across the state of Texas probably about 10 times already uh, since uh, July of last year. Um, but we have not ran into anyone who is not willing to help us out because they understand, Texans understand that we're training these guys to go out and be able to prepare our airmen, soldiers, and sailors to be able to go out and do the business of, of the United States military across the globe. I can't take any more. I'm sorry. There's so much bullshit there. I just, I just can't take it anymore. Sorry about that language, but it's what it is. This guy is an idiot. 
the reason why we're in Afghanistan is to protect the poppy fields. We need to, we just need to just get out of all this crap. I've just, I don't know about you, but I've had it. And it's not very often I even use a vile term. But this is just flat out Kool-Aid. He's drank the Kool-Aid. Military people get in there. Once they go through boot camp and get brainwashed, I was a Marine, and I can do this. I'm going to be real productive. You know why war is bad for the economy? You know, the, they always say, well, when we get into a bad economy, we need to have a war. Well, instead of going to war and blowing up you know, missiles at a million dollars a pop, why don't you just give the money to the people and let them spend it? Or better yet, why don't you invest it? Put it in the food. Give it to the people, the men, the people that are upset with you. Just go feed them and say, hey, if you behave yourself, we'll give you more food. Better yet, don't even give them a damn thing. Just leave the country and let them fend for themselves. Put the missiles at the border of our country and say, if you come in this country, we're going to shoot you. And if you send a missile through the air, we'll shoot it down. Leave us alone. It's just baloney. We are an empire builder as far as what the public rogue public servants are doing now. And it's as if, you know, being in the military is this serving your country. It's not serving us. It's not serving the people, folks. But they sell that that way. There's no bankers going to war. Folks, the real threat, the, the real threat is China. They are absolutely the furthest form of government, the furthest from anything in the culture that we have in America than anybody in the world. Well, maybe North Korea. And they got all of their technology from the Clintons during the 1990s. They stole it. And they'll continue to steal it and make the Clintons and the power base rich again if she gets in. Let me play you uh, something about the threat of the Chinese. Hang on. While America focuses its attention on the Middle East, China is flexing its military might and advancing cyber warfare technology. Columnist Bill Gertz has written extensively about what's happening in Asia. It's my view that China poses the greatest long-term strategic threat to the United States than anything. House Intelligence Committee member Mike Pompeo agrees. This is not a democratic nation. This is not a nation that shares our value system. And this is not a nation that we should, for one moment, think doesn't present a threat to the United States of America. China's rapid expansion of its ahead of the U.S. in nuclear and diesel. While the United States Navy has submarines, 
The Chinese Navy now has 77 principal combatant ships, 61 submarines, 55 large amphibious ships, and 85 missile-equipped ships. Also, a China aircraft carrier now projects its naval power around the world, and eight more are on the drawing board. Gertz says as U.S. officials play down the Chinese buildup, the threat will only get worse. The Chinese objective right now in Asia is to drive the United States military out of Asia. In fact, Chinese uh, generals and admirals have told our Pacific uh, commanders that uh, why don't we just uh, settle on dividing the Pacific into two parts. Uh, you take the eastern part, we'll take the western part. President Obama rejected that proposal and in late 2011 announced a strategic shift. American presence in the Asia-Pacific would become a top priority. Now, if you believe that, you've drank some more Kool-Aid. Obama is a pink diaper baby. Obama is a pink diaper baby. He was born and bred into a Marxist family, a Marxist philosophy. His daddy was head of the communist groups, and he grew up that way. No, he's not Muslim. He's nothing. He's agnostic. He don't give a rip. He has no principles, whether they're Muslim. He has no, whatever suits him is what he does. But he definitely is a communist thinker. You know, everybody says, what's wrong? You stuck in the 1950s talking about commies? Today it's fascism, fascism. Let's define it again so you can tell your friends. They're both central controlled organizational gov- organizations called government or public service sectors. And central governments want total control eventually. Total control. Whether they be fascist, whether they be communist, by the time they get total control like communism does, like communist China It doesn't make any difference whether they're communist or fascist, and that's exactly what China has done. They've moved from being a communist to a fascist state, and they're moving that direction more and more. If its total control is 12 o'clock and anarchy is 6 o'clock, if you move up to the right, it's fascism. So if you go toward from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock around through the 3 o'clock, on the dial, you're going to be moving through fascism. If you move on the left side through 9 o'clock, you're moving through communism. Folks, the destination is the same thing. Who gives a rip? It just means central control over you. They're only Here's the only difference. In communism, they claim to own your house, the utilities. They claim to own, they're, there's, they're the only one offering jobs, and they own everything. In fascism, you supposedly own it, but they have total control over it, like your car. It's kind of like this. If you own a mink stole, you can do anything you want with it, can't you? You can sell it. You can burn it. You can throw it in a mud puddle. You can wear it. You can give it to somebody else to wear. Now, if that mink stole happens to be in a trust, 
not owned by you. You're not owning that mink stole, and but you control the trust. Well, you still get to wear it, throw it away, sell it, throw it in a mud puddle, give it to somebody to use. You can do anything you want with it. The only thing you don't have is ownership. But who cares? You can use it as long as you want, et cetera, et cetera. That's fascism. Where everything we think we own, they control. Just like we had in the chat, you know, hey, get some land. Well, <laughs> they'll tell you what to do with it. Yeah, if you want to really get down to it, there's nowhere on this planet that a government doesn't tell you what to do with land. There's nowhere on this planet where government doesn't do dictates upon you when you supposedly own the land. There are a few lucky people that are barons than politicians that have a lodeo land supposedly under complete control, but they, of course, don't own it. It's in trust, like the Kennedy properties in Massachusetts are in a trust. So they can't be taken away when they get sued for something and lose. The bottom line, folks, is that China represents the exact opposite of a Christian's nation's culture and values. In that culture that I'm talking about, where there's Christian values and culture, there's private ownership. Along with that, you take responsibility. And you can choose to do whatever you want to on that property. And nobody can tell you what to do otherwise. There's not that pure form of ownership anymore, but there are better places to be than others. Out of a big city without all the Nazi stuff. And so as I began to pick places that I wanted to live in, I chose places that had less control. You want to stay outside of that city that has that kind of Nazi control. Why? Who knows? They might come up to your house and say, hi, just uh, visiting because we're taking an inventory of uh, how many pianos you've got and blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, food, too. You want to be where the culture allows you to be that free and independent spirit. Now, you might say, but i got to be around. Okay, then get around those people that have also felt that way, that are out away from that. And, of course, there's areas of the country that are going to be zapped just plainly because earth changes and weather are creating so, so much havoc. And isn't it interesting that Jade Helm is operating in the very areas that the web bot said was going to be migrations from, that they were going to be migrating from. They were going to be operating in Texas, California, Arizona, and Utah, and the list goes on. It's exactly the same links that the web bot was saying people were going to be leaving from. 
and that they were going to start this migration process this summer, but it would ramp up in fall. Hmm, guess when it was supposed to start? September. Guess when Jade Helm officially ends? They're still in the field on September 11th. Well, that means they go home later, if they go home. You might have heard him say, well, there's only going to be 60 people in this arena. Do you know how much damage a SEAL team of five guys can do with their plastic explosives and their wartime stuff and their equipment? Do you know how much they can do you know how they can just tear apart something? Do you know that? Do you know what they can do? They could take down a medium size or small city in a heartbeat. 60 guys. No, they don't attack the people. They take out the infrastructure. They take down the water plants. They take down the power. Boom, 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 boom. It's over. China is our threat. It is our threat. And there's this fake move toward oh, a presence against China. It's crazy to even think that a pink diaper baby president is worried about China. Don't believe it for an instant. Well, what's our choice? You might be saying, hey, Doc, what's our choice? We haven't got a choice There's not one president on the slate that's going to be elected that's going to do a damn thing about any of this. There's none of them going to fight the Federal Reserve. The best thing that you can do is to duck and get out of the way. There's plenty of cat and fodder. There's plenty of people out there to occupy them with stupid patriot paperwork that causes them to be all tied up with them. Thank God they're there so that the real know better, that know the end of the story, that be a B system, that there is going to be a world government and there is going to be an oppressive regime against you and me, at least gives us time to get ready. Move where the things aren't going to be hitting the fan first and have a presence of mind to know that things are going to be bad. Given us our time to kind of blend in, but be prepared at the same time. Then when it comes down to, you know, brass tacks, yeah, you've got that thing in the closet you can pull out to protect yourself. The best way to Guard yourself against bad neighbors is to look like and act like and talk like you don't have anything. Hey, where's uh, where's where's everybody got food? I I went I can't find any. We don't have food. Gosh, there's no food in the store. Blah blah blah. That kind of talk. Act like you're just as hungry as they are. But it, when you go back in your house, you shut the door and you cook yourself a meal because you prepared. That's what's going to have to be done. See, in the meantime, we've got these idiots that have sabotaged the nation of Ukraine. Supposedly, they're putting these radical nationalist organizations, which basically is 
Israeli operatives of about 300 to 500 people, uh, they're going to be carrying out uh, sabotage missions against eastern Ukraine. Now, they weren't even supposed to do this. They've been preparing to break their agreement. Never did stop. Never did stop. I mean, they're so deluded that the prime minister of the fake republics or the fake uh, government of Ukraine, the prime minister there, has actually stated that Russia is aggressively planning on evading, invading Europe. Forgive me a break. Um, the reason why friend, we're not uh, Putin is not so friendly with Russia is because Putin is no longer uh, compatible with the pink diaper baby. That's why they're having trouble. Now, the pink diaper baby's agenda, of course, is compatible with the banking agenda. All this stands to reason, folks, that you just need to get ready. All of it. Everything. Yes, there is a jade helm. Is it the Chinese invading us? You know, I actually hoped. I really did. I really hoped that it would be true. I just, you know, hey, just send the Marines home. Send the National Guard home. Just let the Chinese come. I don't care. Let them come. We'll show the Chinese what we've got. You know what I'm talking about. We could kick their butts in about a day. And China knows that. But they convinced people to do this. You know what my answer is? We're here to seek permission. No. The answer is no. When I was in the corporate world and they were asking the company that I worked at, Sprint, Hey, can we, uh, we were in this uh, continuity of government meeting with the, the federal boys, and they were acting like 800-pound gorillas, and what they were going to do was this and this. Actually, there were some law enforcement saying, are you crazy? Of course, this was a long time ago before they had militarized the, the people, and Sprint was just getting started, folks. This was the 80s, way back in the 80s. In fact, it wasn't even called Sprint then, okay? And they were going, are you crazy? And they were like, hey, folks, get over it. If we say there's going to be this, then continuity of government has to continue. There's going to be martial law. You better get over it. Well, they had asked our company <laughs> to put antennas and radio uh, antennas for their systems on we had 41 high-rises, eventually. They wanted antennas and all. I went back and I said, you know, they're asking us for help. They want to use our buildings for antennas. And I said, you know, there could be some problems with some of them. They hang off the edge. They could get ice, fall on people, cause all kinds of problems. You could have more liability and you could shake a stick. No, we don't need any more liability. It's bad enough. So I convinced them to answer no to the federal government's plan. No, we're not going to help you. 
at least on that operation. But they go about asking permission from the private sector constantly. And so this guy, who isn't even a full-time person with the military, has gone to Brasser County down in Texas. Here's what we're going to do. Oh, we're asking permission, but here's what we're going to do. Is he asking for permission? Did you hear yes? Oh, okay. No. They're going to do it anyway. Oh, well, we're getting lots of yeses because uh, they realize how badly we need this training be dusted off. Well, dust it off, boys, in Afghanistan. Dust it off in China. Go to North Korea and dust your crap off. Sorry. We don't need that here. We've got more federal lands out west than you could shake a stick at. You could walk from one end to another on the other on some of these. And if you didn't plan accordingly, you'd die before you got across it. We have more land for them to train on. They do not be they do not need to be engaging private sector people. They were interfering with their culture. They're interfering with their state of mind. And, you know, the list goes on, but this is deliberate, folks. Is there something up? Steve Quayle would make you think the world's coming in to an end tomorrow. But I'm going to tell, if any of this gets into any of these people that run this, I'm going to let you know this. If you use this for anything, God help you, because you boys won't be able to handle the Americans when they get miffed if you're trying anything. It won't work. But they are doing a psychological piece, (laughs) a real heavy Kool-Aid act here on the psyche of the American people. I've seen some videos of people already seeing movements of equipment getting ready and staged. And some of these people that are videoing, you can hear them I heard one woman go, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going on, what's going on? And she was scared to death. They counted seven helicopters, Chinook helicopters, uh, Cobra helicopters, and uh, they're scared. <laughs> will, there be a, will there be a false flag? I haven't a clue, folks. I really haven't got a a clue. They just don't need to interrupt our culture, our way of life, and the way that we do things with their stupid little war games. They've got plenty of other places to do it. Stay off our streets. Quit tearing them up with their equipment. Taking time to do this is a bunch of wasted money anyway. Because if the military can't train our boys any better, then we're in trouble. Yes, Jade Helm is real, but I have no clue, folks, what's up, what's coming. I have no clue. Yes, the focus is in these areas that uh, the webbot was talking about. I really don't think the common, everyday military guy would ever do anything to us. I really don't think they would. 
But there are a bunch of idiots in the TSA that they got from somewhere. I don't know, McDonald's, Hardee's, Walmart. That's they're so stupid. In fact, they're some of them very criminal. They've been caught stealing computers and taking people's iPhones and stealing them and you know when they didn't have to. There's all kinds of criminality with the TSA. They're like corrupt customs officials at the border that steal stuff that's not illegal to have, you know, crossing the border. They have fired uh you know, they have fired employees from ex security companies and and that mentality is at the TSA and that's exactly what they want. But I don't think that the military is as bad as TSA. I really don't, folks. I really don't think they're that bad. But the TSA hasn't gone through basic training and been brainwashed either, and they're not there to say, hey, I'm just following orders. But, hey, folks, following orders in America and coming against the American people could get them shot. I don't care whether they are just following orders or not. Here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you my best guess. I do not think a thing is going to happen as far as a false flag, a nuke going off, or martial law. I don't think any of that. But I do think they might be involved in helping people move out of areas that are drought-stricken and have no more water and stuff like that. And this just may be a cover to invoke a regional military authority to start moving people before it's the last minute. And what they're going to use is the excuse like of the drought. And what they're going to do to people is not going to be good. Now, that's the kind of operation I'm expecting. Not some stupid false flag, not national declaration of martial law, no Chinese. Oh, well, the Russian troops and the Chinese troops are here, and they're going to kill us all, says Steve Quayle, the Jew, Steve Quayle the agent that has black vehicles from the federal government, SUVs, at his Bozeman location constantly. That, of course, by the way, if he hears this, might as well finish. Steve Quayle, you owe Jeff Baker six digits of money. Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting. Yes, Jade Helm, something to keep our eye on. It's been my pleasure being with you tonight, I think. Yes, it's always a pleasure being with you, but the news isn't so good, is it? Friday, we will have uh, 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 we have scheduled Eli to continue our discussion about Revelation as we get in, as he gets moved into Revelation deeper. His perspective begins to become more prophetic. Mine was always prophetic. His was more historical, and now he's kind of at that transition point and will begin to get more prophetic about the scriptures in Revelation, the book of Revelation. 
keep track of uh, the water and files for the posting of this uh, information that I told you I'd get up about uh, uh, the the video that was uh, released on Putin and uh, any other important information. And uh, I'll talk to you Friday. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.